You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to a special episode of Garibaldi Red. Uh, my name is Matt Davis, hosting it as usual. And we're joined today by Forest Women Manager Andy Cook to talk about how that team's going on and also look ahead to their big East Midlands uh, derby match against Derby County at the weekend. Andy, are you well? Very well. Yeah, very good, thank you. Especially after the uh, the win against uh, Files at the weekend. So yeah, delighted. Yeah, I mean, start off, just tell us a bit about the team. Obviously, you're, you're having a good season, but tell us about, you know, where you're at and what level you're playing at and how it's all going in general. Yeah, so for those that don't know, the the, the, the women's team here at Nottingham Forest, we play in Tier 3. So um, what is the the equivalent, I suppose, in, in, in men's football of probably League 1, League 2? Um, and and because we're split into a north south, it's probably easy to make the um, the jump to kind of saying it, it's it's not sort of the same as a Vanarama, really. Um, but yeah, we're the third tier, and, and and yeah, it's it's a really good level. I mean, we've we signed several players this summer um, that have come from the championship and the, the WSL, um, and so the 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 quality is getting better and better. You know, the third and fourth tier in, in the women's game, and and the the. The hope of the club and the ambition of the club is to get into the championship. We we were unsuccessful with our application last season um, due to the the league's curtailment and, and null and void the year before because of the pandemic. Um, we, we we could apply to go up, uh, but the FA um, and the leagues decided to go a different way than what was Sunderland from our league. Um, and to be fair, Sunderland were top of the league, so probably if you're looking at it performance-wise, they, they probably deserve to go up. But you know, we felt we've we've got a good strong infrastructure here at the club, fully supportive. Um, of everything that we're doing here and, and, and yeah, we, we felt like we were in a good position. So, yeah, the third tier of the of the, of the women's football pyramid and, yeah, we're um, we're really looking to push on and hopefully get into the championship in the next uh, year or two. How's women's football evolving at your level then? Because, obviously, I turn on Sky Sports and the WSL's on at the moment, which is great, and, I, you know, you listen to football podcasts and there's uh, features on how the how the top level of the women's game is going. Is it evolving nicely at the third tier that you're playing at the moment? Yeah, like I just said, I mean the one of the the biggest um, sort of differences that I'm seeing and 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 the kind of we're all seeing in the league is, you know, we've been able to bring in sort of you know a couple of players just from the Championship of WSL. So we brought in Amy West. Um, who was playing professionally for Aston Villa last season? She's had a few circum- sort of circumstances change. Obviously, Aston Villa have changed manager, so therefore players have moved on, and, and she's had to look for sort of other work, which has helped us out because we're a um, we're an amateur team still, and the players all have their own jobs or they're at university and stuff. So Amy's Amy's now working again um, full time, and and but that allows us still to play at our level, um, and so we can recruit players that were playing in the Super League last season. And she can come and play for us and, and really enjoy football. And then other players such as sort of Becky Anderson that we brought in was semi-professional at Coventry United last season. And again, same thing, her work, um, sort of work-life balance and, and everything else has to fit around her. Um, a football has to fit around that. Um, and, and playing for Nottingham Forest sort of helps that out. So, you know, we're seeing the benefits of, of teams at the higher level going professionally purely because the salaries don't necessarily match, you know, being able to maybe leave their full-time jobs. You know, we've got, you know, you've got players that are, we've got a couple of players that are on law degrees. So, you know, once they finish their degree, you know, they're going to be looking at pretty decent salaries, you would think. So therefore, the full-time salaries in women's football is nowhere near the men's right now. And so, you know, teams at our level in tier two, tier three, are, are, are you know, benefiting from that. 
Um, you know, but I just think it's getting stronger and stronger. And obviously, the the fact that Sky Sports now uh, are, are putting on the Super League games every weekend, um, you know, it's just it's just that representation that I think will eventually filter down to to our level. But in a year or two, we hope to be there anyway. So. Yeah, we'll 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 reap the we'll reap the rewards when we get there. I started my career covering non-league football, and they train Tuesday, Thursday. I'm guessing are you something similar, and what kind of challenges does that present to you and the players? Yeah, um, exactly the same, and that's what I'm saying about if you make the if you, if you as, as for someone that probably doesn't know about the women's game, if you just con- if you just think about that in, in in terms of you know men's football, that's exactly what it's like. You know, it's like a a non-league men's setup in a way. Um, but we're, we're representing the, the full-time football club, really. So I'm full-time, so my schedule is in the city ground, um, you know, during the week, Monday to Friday, and then obviously we, got, we play on a Sunday. So we train uh, Monday nights, 8 till 10, uh, sorry, Tuesday nights, 8 till 10, and Thursday nights, 8 till 10, and then we have a, a gym session over at Nottingham Trent University um, to use their, <coughs> excuse me, their high-performance gym. So... We're, we're in three times a week and then we were playing. Um, and the, the challenges that that brings about is obviously I'm full-time, which helps because I can help with a, everything off the field in terms of the infrastructure of probably a, an old-school manager as it is, not just a head coach. Um, you know, you're looking at things and uh, the day-to-day running of the commercial, the marketing and, and, and all the kind of things that go around a, a football club. Um, but if I'm trying to contact a player that's, you know, working, we've got a couple of people doing different jobs, as I've mentioned before, that, you know, I might try and ring them up at two o'clock and they're in a, they're in a, a meeting or they're seeing a patient if, if we've got a, you know, a couple of people that work in hospitals or whatever it might be. And so they'll text me back and say, Andy, I'm just, uh, I'm just on a break. I need to ring you at five. So, you know, the, the, the challenges that I've got is that I've got to manage my, um, you know, the staff that work alongside me and, and obviously all the players as well that, um, you know, they've got their own schedules to work around. Plus, we want them to play and represent Nottingham Forest and, and make sure that we do the best we can on a weekend. So it's it's a tough juggling act, but, you know, I'd rather... It, it's it's one of those... I, there's, there's not much else I'd rather be doing. It's, it's a brilliant job. I've worked in different places around the country, but working for Nottingham Forest is, is genuinely... It's, it's the best club I've worked for in regards to the promotion and the um, support that I've had um, as a head coach of the women's team. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you're full-time, so obviously there must be strong support from the football club as a whole. So um, what's that relationship like? Because obviously you're not going to get the same budget as the men's team, but are they, they're, they're fully supportive, are they, from the top? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? It's all relative. You know, the men's side are, are trying to push to get into the Premier League. Um, and, and we're trying to push to get into the championship, and it's 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 the budget is um, the budget matches matches where we are. Um, the support is fantastic, you know the the new CEO and and, and everyone that's come in has been as, as just supportive as, as the guys that were in previously. Um, and I think one of the biggest uh, I've said this on a few different things. One of the, the the biggest positives I can say is is the first day that I was here, I signed my contract and, and came into the club. And I met the CEO at the time and, and, and the chairman. Um, and we had a sit-down conversation with the general manager, Lee, who's, who's now at Aston Villa. The four of us were in a, in a room chatting about what we need to do to make Nottingham Forest women successful. And I've never, I've never experienced that before. Um, you know, the, 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 yeah, the top people in a football club asking me what our thoughts were on the, on the team. So, you know, that speaks volumes for the football club. And, and they've been so supportive and, and continue to do so. And obviously a, a sign of that is, is the game coming up uh, next weekend against Derby as well. I think I'm right saying from looking you up, you've worked in women's football for a long time. 
we've had people on this podcast before who kind of specialise in youth football and obviously men's senior football. How come you've worked in women's football? Is that for so long? Is that just happenstance, or is it something that you uh, always kind of wanted to do? Um, no, funny enough, I had this conversation over over the weekend. I was at my sister in law's wedding, um, and a few guys on the table were asking me the same question. And to be honest, um, it's because I need to pay my bills, and ultimately, <laughs> I want to work. I want to work. I want to work full time in football. So you know, working in women's football has helped me out because I've been able to get these really good roles, the full time. I'm working day in day out with really good people, really good footballers, um, and like I say, the you know when when the mortgage needs paying, you know they don't take war stories of you know I used to play back in the day. They don't take them as payment, but you know the salary uh, the salary helps it out. And you know for me, I'm a football coach. Whether it be men, whether it be women, whether it be boys or girls, I've worked with every every sort of age group and 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 every kind of yeah different uh, different. Uh, aspect of the game you know I've, I've worked non-league men's football and uh, back home in the northeast I've worked with Sunderland Boys Academy with the under 15s and, and, and 14s back there and uh, when Darlington were, were back in the football league I worked in the, the academy with the boys side there but then obviously a, a lot of my roles have been within the women's game Arsenal Durham um, Oxford United um, and obviously here at Nottingham Forest have, have been in the women's game so it's it's wide and varied, but for me, I'm, I'm a football coach first and foremost, and it doesn't matter whether it's a, a male player or a female player. At the end of the day, they're just people. Um, you've got to manage people. You've got to coach them. You've got to try and get them on board and, and make sure that, that they're doing the job properly because ultimately, if they don't like you and they don't like what's happening, they'll find a way to, to balls it up for you, and, and ultimately, that's not what we want. So, you know, it, it, it's it's got nothing to do with, um, you know, why women's football or why men's football. It's like everyone in life. We've got to try and pay our bills at the end of the day. And, you know, for me, I I enjoy, just enjoy football. And, you know, anyone that has, has been around myself and, and been around any of the current, the, the, the Forest squad at the moment, you, you can see and you know how good the players are and how good the people are that, you know, it, it's it's a fantastic role to have. Um, you meet some great people and, and yeah, it, you, you can't, you can't complain really. Um, if there was a situation where I was involved and, and, and you know, a, a, a role came up in my past that would have been in the men's game, yeah, I've, I've applied for those roles and I've tried to get those roles, but I've just been unsuccessful. And yeah, this, this role here at Nottingham Forest came up and to be honest, I'm absolutely delighted that I'm here because it is a fantastic football club and I hope to be here for as long as possible because it's, uh, yeah, it's, it is a fantastic club to work for. What makes a successful coach in the women's game? Because obviously Phil Neville was the most high-profile names go into women's football I guess and it, you, I, I don't know how well it worked I'm not sure but you listen to things and it just sounds like maybe it didn't work as well as it might have and then you hear people talking about coaching is about communication more first and foremost more than anything so is there differences between the women's game and what you've seen in academies or does it all just come down to basically being a good coach no matter who you're working with? I believe so I believe so I believe everything in life is down to people um, you know, you've got to you've got to want to work for the person that's leading you. And you know, I'm fortunate that the 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 person I work for here at the football club for me, David Cook is the best um, manager that, that I've worked for. And no doubt, I'll probably get grief for that from everyone in the office for saying it. But yeah, he's he's fantastic, and you wanna you wanna do as best you can for that person. And I hope that the players at Nottingham Forest um, do the same for myself. Um, and that wouldn't that wouldn't matter. That wouldn't change whether it's men's, women's, boys or girls. You know, you've got to you've got to like 
Um, you've got to like the person you're working for and you've got to, you know, have have that feeling that they're leading you in the right way and that they're doing the right thing for you and for the football club. And yeah, I understand what you're saying about maybe, he's, you know, certain things with, with Phil Neville. He kind of, he, he set his stall out early and said that they wanted to win the Euros and win the World Cup when he was when he was England women's manager in, in terms of the profile he had. And it obviously didn't go that way way but you know football and, and sport is itself it's you know you come up against an opposition and we can say everything that we want the opposition are always going to have a say of it you know they're always going to try and make it as hard as possible and you know ultimately yeah you've got to you've just got to find a, the, the right way to work with the people that you're working with um and and yeah i hope that uh i hope that if we had any of the players on now that say uh, yeah yeah we we like Andy and we'll we'll do what he says because uh, we believe he's he's the right man for the job. So yeah, it's it's for me it's it's all down to people. It doesn't matter whether it's like I say, men's, women's. It, it's 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 people. You've got to you've got to deal with people and you've got to manage them. And um, I don't like the word manage. You've got to you've just got to speak to people. You've got to be you've, you know you've got to get them on side and 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 make sure that you know you're doing the right thing for people. Um, and yeah, hopefully if you do that, you, you you get some success along the way. Let's talk about this season then for Forest. I think I'm right in saying you're, you're second in the league and you've won four out of six. So you're obviously going well. Is it a league where there's like the championship, there's four, five, 15 teams that think they can do well? What, what kind of challenge is it? Uh, yeah, so it, it is very much like the championship. Again, for, for those that don't know, um, it's it's a... Uh, it's a league where anyone could beat anyone, um, as cliched as it is, but the, the the top four, top five teams, there's always that opportunity and there's always that chance that they're going to drop points, even if they play against you know one of the sides that might be down the bottom of the, you know, I think this season Sheffield FC haven't started too well and, and Hull City um, haven't haven't had great starts, but you know they when we've played them this season, I mean we said it after I think we beat Sheffield FC three one and, and after the game we we spoke and we as staff we were saying that they'll take points off teams. You know, because the way that they played in that game, you know, they showed really great fight, great determination. Um, they just didn't have that little bit of quality on the, the, the day they played us. But that's going to change. That's going to change throughout the season. And it is, it is exactly that. Um, you know, on the on the on the, the the other side of that, when you know we played Files at the weekend, um, they hadn't lost a game since October. So we've come into that that game with a with a game plan of of you know trying to frustrate them and, and trying to make sure it's as hard as possible we managed to get the goal which was a, a great move from us um and then after that you know they've they've kind of they've i wouldn't say fell apart because it was a really tough game but it's it's those fine margins and it's it's the same it's the same across the board you know that the, when you're playing the top two three four five teams you know one goal is probably going to win it or lose it um you know and it's going to be nip and tuck here and there whereas you know the the games against the the, the other sides. You, that's the ones where you need to really be you know on your boil and um, concentrating on on you know your jobs because you've got to be consistent in your behaviours and consistent in your um, in your standards. Because if you're not, that complacency can lead to a, a an upset. You've got on Sunday then what I imagine is your biggest game of the season or the one you look that all your players will look forward to first on the fixture list against Derby County. Is it viewed? In your camp, the same way as I guess it is by the the fans and the players in the men's team. Yeah, we've got several players that play for us that are Nottingham Forest fans, and they let everybody know straight away when we play that lot. This is what we're doing. This is how it is, you know. And, and it, it is it is that whenever whenever we're playing that lot up the road, that you know everyone knows that this is the game we're we're looking out for. And, and we've we've played them three times uh, in my time here at, at Nottingham. We've always done well. So to be able to play the game here at the city ground, I'm looking out now at the Peter Taylor stand there, and 
yeah, it's going to be fantastic on Sunday being able to, you know, rock up here at, at yeah, I'll be here about 10, 11 o'clock getting things set up and stuff. But when the players arrive into the changing rooms, out onto that pitch and, yeah, walking out onto the onto the stadium um, and just, yeah, looking up at the Brian Clough stand and, and everything else, it'll be it'll be a fantastic occasion. But, yeah, we've got several players that, that let everyone know. Lindsay Harkin, the captain, um, Nottingham Forest fan through and through, a family, uh, um, big Forest fans, I believe her husband's... Uh, have been season ticket all for many years and stuff and yeah again like I say the 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 players yeah they 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 let they let all the new ones know that have come into the club that this is this is the big one we don't want to we don't want to uh, we don't want to let that load the road get anything over us I saw uh, at the start of the season Arsenal played I think it was Chelsea or Man City wasn't it at the Emirates and it wasn't full but there was a really good atmosphere so what difference does it make being at the city ground? Because I assume you're going to get a, a pretty decent crowd in, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the the last um, the total I've been given at the moment, um, obviously what we're on Tuesday morning um, is, uh, I think I believe it's about three and a half thousand tickets have been sold. So you know the the, the I believe it's the Lower Brian Clough that's going to be open, and um, you know that that atmosphere that can be created is fantastic. I think the other side of it is. Yeah, look, it'd be great to get twenty, twenty-five thousand, wouldn't it? But you know, we're realistic. You know, we're you know we're, we're potentially not going to get that. Uh, it'd be fantastic if everyone could get down and support us, though. So if you do want to, it's five pound a five pound a ticket, and it'll be be brilliant to see it. Um, although we'd probably have to get a few more stewards on. Um, but just to just to play, just to play at the city ground, it's fantastic to to be on the pitch to go through the same processes that that you know the 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 guys do. Um, and you know we we play on a three G pitch. We play at Eastwood Town, and that's where our home games are currently. Um, and just to play on the grass, it, it, it's you know the pitch at the moment, the start of the season. When I've been to the, the the games here, the pitch looks superb, and we can't wait to get on it. We can't wait to play on it, and you know try and try and get that ball down and, and play some really good, attractive football um, that that we're capable of and that we can do. So the atmosphere itself will be great. The players will create an atmosphere as well because you know the the, the group that we have and the the, the excitement that they've got looking forward to the game is going to be good. But yeah, just to just to have just to have those, you know that that few thousand in the stadium will be fantastic. And it's 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 a slightly different sort of um, atmosphere, I suppose, compared to a men's game. But you're going to get that when the the stadium's only kind of a quarter full. Um, but it's still you can still hear it, you can still feel it, um, and they're the that's the, the they're the little moments that, that that we're looking for ultimately. And again, you, you you're kind of looking and hoping that if it goes well this weekend, um, you know, not necessarily on the pitch. Obviously, we want it to go well, but off the pitch, if everything can run smoothly and everything goes well, that you know, we'll be we'll we'll definitely be back here. And another club again want they want to do it more often. They want to try and you know get things get things going and moving and and and, and get as many games as we can here. Um, and it's just one of those things where look we're. We're just over the moon to be able to play on the pitch and to be able to, you know, get get crowds into the city ground. Um, and and yeah, to be able to play derby here is fantastic because of that. That um, the the East Midlands derby, the fixture, the the sort of nostalgia that comes from playing from playing them. Um, it'll be fantastic. It should be a fantastic day. How much do the players enjoy uh, and take responsibility for that kind of community aspect and growing the women's game? Is that something that they? Embrace, yeah, yeah. The again, the, the the subtle differences. I mean, I've spoke about already that the, the the girls are a lot of them working full time in universities, colleges, and things like that. And 
Um, you know, a couple of the players are at university here at Nottingham Trent, um, and they actually have part-time jobs here with, with, within the club. Um, and those little those little links that they build, and then not just that, the, the little stuff that they have on on social media, it's huge in the women's game. Um, you know, the players are. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of almost at the coal face um, every day of the week, trying to you know promote themselves, promote the game, and and, and trying to get people to to get to Eastwood or this weekend to get to the city ground. Um, and and the girls are fantastic at it. Um, and yeah, you can't you can't you, there's there's no there's there's no words to describe them really. The the the, the they're just brilliant um, at, at trying to promote the the, the game themselves. And again. It's one of those the the top end you're getting Sky Sports involved, and hopefully that then filters down. You know, over time that you know if we can get promoted this season or next, we'll be in the championship and, and we'll get a slice of that pie. But I think it's filtering down in other ways. Um, but yeah, the players are the players are at the core base currently of, of of trying to do that. And, and you know, it's it's still in its infancy, really. You know, the the women's game as much as everyone wants to try and say, well, let's let's get it equal and let's get this, let's get that. It's still in its infancy. You know, the 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 WSL as it is has only been around for ten years or around about ten years. So the top league's only been here sort of semi professionally and professionally for ten years. So we're well away from from where sort of if you like the men's game is. But I think that's where you know people have got to look at it and think well it's it's uh, it's the same game but it's a slightly different way of, of of looking at it. We can't look at it as well it's football so let's treat it the same. You know it, it hasn't been around long enough to. To have that, you know, I think I, I seen a tweet or a, I can't remember what it was the other day. It was, it was, you know, how what would the men's game do if it was banned for fifty years and there was no television coverage of it and nobody played the game for fifty years? How would the men's game recover? Um, I think that was a bit far, but you know, I understand the point. I understand the point. Um, and you know, it's little things like that 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 you kind of you've got to take into context. And for me, that's one of the biggest things. Is everything's context. Everything's context. You know, it's. I said you, you mentioned earlier our budgets and stuff. It's all context. You know, we're trying to get in the women's championship, which is a smaller, a smaller budgeted league. We're not trying to get into the Premier League. You know, we won't need 120 million pounds or whatever it is to to, to bring a few people in. Um, you know, we don't need that. We need the budget that's in context of where we are. So it's you know, I think that's that's something to probably live by in life as well. Just remain in context and you know, make sure you're doing your job. What's the evolution of the game been like when you've been involved then in terms of facilities and respect and everything? I, bet, I imagine you might have seen some horror shows early in your career of what kind of facilities you're turning up at on a Saturday afternoon. Again, when you, you mentioned you started off covering non, non-league uh, men's football, you just that's all I need to say to you. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're rocking up at some grounds and some stadiums where, you know, you're going in and, and, and basic stuff that... Maybe, and, and I'm going to speak really truthfully as a male, maybe I, I wouldn't think about it, but you're rocking up to changing rooms and there's no you know, sanitary bins. There's things like that that, as a bloke going into a bloke's changing room, you never think of that. But as a woman going into a, a male changing room because you're going into a men's non-league facility, those sorts of things are, you know, you're, uh, the, the basics, but sometimes they're not there. Um, and just things like that. But that's changing. Um, everywhere you're going now, it, it, it's it's changing and it's good and it's promoting. It's it's, it's sorry, it's progressing things on. Um, but yeah, it's it's just natural, isn't it? It was natural, like I said, ten years ago when when you're involved in things, you, you're rocking up to some places and yeah, it's you know you might as well be playing on a local park behind a pub sometimes. 
Um, but it's completely different. Like I say, that was kind of 10 years ago now. And, and yeah, the, you know, Arsenal, Tottenham playing at, at Tottenham Stadium. And then ourselves this weekend playing at the City Ground. It's, it's progressing. It's moving on. And for me, one of the biggest things that I've said, and I've, I've said it in different places, it's, it's got to be slow. It's got to be slow. Whenever, it, whenever anything's done fast and it's speeded up, you know, right, we've got to do that yesterday. It, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work you know slow progress is better just one small step every single day keep moving forward day by day and eventually over the years you know in another 10 years time you know we could be sat here and, and we're playing at the city ground every single week or you know football women's football teams up and down the country are playing at, at the men's stadiums and and, and and it works in conjunction um and it's just it's just slow progress that's what you've got to do and you've got to look for and like I, like i say you've got to just maintain those standards and consistency. Obviously, I see Derby. They look, they must be a good side. They're doing quite well, but their their club as a whole is in crisis. And I was reading how the women's team might lose funding as part of the administration process. Do you think that has any impact on the game on Sunday, or will their players put it to the back of their mind? Do you think? If anything, they'll probably use it for motivation, won't they? Um, you know, I think that's that's my worry as the opposition head coach. You know, you're looking at it and going, if I was in that situation, how would I react? Well, I'd react by trying to galvanise the players and kind of making a siege mentality of the world and the country doesn't like us because of stuff that's gone on with with you know people that are around the around the football club. So if I'm their head coach, I'm looking at it and going, well, it's us against the world kind of thing. So that's how I'd be using it if I was in their camp. Um, so I, I personally think it won't matter. Um, it won't come into their thinking. It won't come into their their mindset. Um, you know, they'll come and they'll play the game and they'll try and they'll try the, their utmost to beat us. Um, to beat us on the day. Um, it's a situation I wouldn't like to be in. Um, you know, we've talked about it in the office a few times. I think it's, you know, the 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 blokes, I think, I don't mean this to sound as it's going to sound, but I think the, the blokes will be all right. You know, they get paid a few pounds. They'll probably be okay. Um, it's other some parts of the football club. It's the people that work in the back office. It's the, you know, maybe it's the women's side if, if the funding does have to get, they get sort of... Um, um, uh, yeah, I don't want to say anything that I don't know, but do you know if the, if the funding has to get changed or if the whatever, I don't know how it works as well. I don't know if, what the funding is or if it is or isn't. I don't know, but you know, all those kinds of things—they're the things that you don't like to hear. And whether it be whether it be Derby or whether it be another football club in the country, it's something you never like to to hear because you you see the work that that the people that work in those places in the offices in the places like that that they go through, and you know they've got to find ways of paying their mortgage. Um, at the end of the month, and it's, it's just not a great place to be. So I do, um, I do have my sympathies with them for that. But you know, come Sunday, I can guarantee you that Derby they they won't be worried about that. They'll be thinking about how to win that football match because it brings a smile to everyone's faces and you know gets the morale high. Whereas we'll be doing exactly the same thing because they're not going to come to the city ground and, and get away with an easy win. Um, just give us a shameless plug to finish. Then it's Sunday, two o'clock at the city ground, and people turn up on the day. That's right. Yeah, Sunday the 3rd of October. Um, turn up at the City Ground if you want on the day. You can, um, I believe, you can buy the tickets. It'll be the Brian Clough ticket office on the uh, on the opposite, the opposite side of Peter Taylor stand. You'll, you'll obviously know better than me, been, uh, been a Forest fans that you are. And um, yeah, you can rock up £5 for an adult. Um, I think it's pound, uh, uh, kids get in for a quid. So if you've got any children, you know, your your son, your daughter, your your niece, your nephew, whoever it is, your granddaughter, your your, your grandson, bring them down, one pound for them. Um, and I believe that offer then, if you buy your ticket for this game, I think I believe that's extended for our next home game. Um, and they'll be able to come into to the next home game for a quid as well. So it'll be a great day. Hopefully the, the sun's shining like it is uh, today. 
And um, yeah, it'll be a fantastic atmosphere. I know we've got all sorts going off around the around the ground and around the day. Um, and hopefully we can, you know, put on a hell of a show for you for for ninety minutes, and we can come away with uh, with that 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 victory on uh, on Sunday, and and keep Nottingham Forest above above that lot up the road. Andy, thank you very much for joining us. We do appreciate Pleasure. it. We wish you all the very best of luck, and hope lots of people get down to support you, and obviously see Forest win against Derby. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.